welcome back everyone to After the Checkers. Um, I have a really fun guest, I think, this week. Um, Mr. Matt Everts uh, is on with me. And the story behind Matt being on the show is Matt reached out to me and said, I kind of want to be on your show. And um, man, I love that, Matt. Thank you for doing that. That's, it's, um, I, I, I get the impression that you maybe felt a little awkward in doing that. But yeah, man, I encourage like it's it's uh, <laughs> I want to have a great representation of everybody on the show. And like I told you, I, I think even in your in your message to me was, I don't know if I'm the right kind of person for your show. And I'm like, you absolutely are the right kind of person for you're a racer and you're into dirt track racing. And that's who's on this show. So thank you yeah. for doing that. Welcome to After the Checkers. You're welcome. I, yeah. Like I said, I wasn't sure. Like like I said, I'm not the most guy that runs up front but i'm there sometimes and i'm like oh, maybe i'll message kyle see what i can do <laughs> yeah yeah no it's not a it's this is not a uh, runs up front uh show it's a it's a dirt track people show and so yeah. it's uh uh and there's there's people that run in the back in the middle in the front and without all of those people on the track then the race doesn't happen right and that's exactly. it's the reason there's flagmen and promoters and and series directors and it like the cameraman it's the reason everybody's on the show because that's what this show is about is the personalities all about dirt track racing so yeah it's um uh okay so let's get to know matt everts a little bit is first questions first is what number are you because if you go back in history there is a matt everts who is number zero six yes. and today Matt Everts is number 12. And so yep. what number are you? I'm number 12. I used to be zero six. Okay. Back when I first started, my dad was zero six. So then after he retired, I took over and then I came zero six junior. Okay. For a while. And then uh, after that, I got, I actually got my sister into racing after I was still racing. We nice. both ran at the spike and then she was a zero six M. Okay. So it was all part of the, like keeping my dad's number. Right. Yeah. And, like a little legacy family kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was zero six up until I got the mod four and then I took off like two years race and then i got back in the midwest mod right and then which I is decided, what you're in now right yep yep and then so i i was debating on going zero six or a different number and we chose to go with 12 so <laughs> so where, where did 12 come from then we just just picked, picked the number, number. yep yeah that's awesome <laughs> so that's pretty cool like it's like a uh uh What's the word? Like a reborn kind of a thing, like a, a whole yeah. new identity on the racetrack. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, different number, you know, same name, but just different number. Right, right. So <laughs> I had forgotten that you ran a mod four. Like it, when right when you said that, I'm like, there's yep. a light bulb. I remember you in a mod four now. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. So, so where did you, like you started in like a Hornet or like a short track type car, right? Yeah, I was started yeah. in the short track. Okay. And I ran all the way that up until they started getting rid of them. Like, and Brainerd was the last time I ran it because 
they were called outlaw hornets. Right. Yeah. And ran so I, together though, like yes. the front wheel drive and rear wheel drive. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I ran that up there a couple of years and then I sold that and got the mod four. Okay. And then I ran Brainerd and Princeton. Yeah. And when, so when was that? Uh, it was, you got some, got some memorabilia on the walls. Yeah. yeah. I got my pictures up there. So that was, I think it was 13 through 15. Yeah. Cause I remember, I think that's, I'm almost positive. I was still announcing in Brainerd at the time. And yeah. I, I very much remember you. And I remember so going back to the short track or the outlaw hornet thing, I remember that because uh, Jess Geezy had the truck. Yep. Like he had the number 32, like little, I want to say it was an S10 yep. Chevy truck that he ran in that class. They let, you know, it's kind of a run what you brung kind of a thing. Back yeah. Then. Yep. Um, yeah. I remember. That's awesome. I was, I was the monster machine. That's what I had. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a, <laughs> It was black and a Mustang green. or something, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I had Monster Machine on the side of it. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, man, that's I remember all of that now. And so, <laughs> so when did you make the switch to to a B mod? Uh, had been two years now. I okay. bought a car from Chad Fun. So B mod. Yep. Boy, Chad, not Chad's not famous for selling B mods. <laughs> so I bought his B mod that he got from somebody. Okay. At the end of the year, what year was that? Uh, 2020 then? Yeah, 2020 at the end of 2020 race season. Okay. So I I have a buddy, Chris West. I used to race iRacing. Sure. Yeah. In the time off that I didn't race. And then I sold all that and got this car. So I bought it from Chad put the seed in it, put lead in it. And then I raced at Cedar Lake Speedway. Well, the first night out, the heat race didn't do so well. So I had to start in the back of the B main and came from the back and won the the first race in the B mod in the B main. So that was was exciting there. Way to go, hot Carl. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that was the beginning of it. And then, you know, went on from there. Yeah, hard hard to not get addicted if you're if you're winning, you know, winning races right out of the box kind of a thing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So um so is that is Cedar Lake kind of your primary track then? Yeah. Yep. I race there every Saturday. It's okay. a, it's a good track. I I like running the high side there. It's a good cushion. <laughs> yeah, always. Always. Yeah, yeah. it's a, I that might be the understatement of the year right there to call Cedar Lake a good track. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um so and you live in the metro area like you live in burnsville yep yeah are you from there or did you move there no i moved here six years ago okay and where where is home like where are you from st cloud from right in st cloud okay nope. um which makes sense why you you kind of you're up in st cloud a, a couple times a year nope. you're not a regular there by any means but you're there every now yeah, and then Yep, that's um, my home track. <laughs> yeah, and makes sense, like why you would be in Brainerd and Princeton back in the day then too. Yep. And so, um, so are there the question that when I saw that you were from Burnsville, the question that kind of came to my mind is, if you're from Brainerd, I'm from Brainerd. If you're from 
Alexandria, or if you're from one of these sort of country towns, if let's call it a country town, yeah, you can kind of work in your garage or in your driveway, or maybe you got a big shed that you work on race cars and you rev it up at three in the morning and nobody <laughs> cares. Yeah. Are there challenges to living in the cities and being a race car driver? Because I would imagine you can't be tuning on on stock cars <laughs> at, at midnight. No, I mean, my thankfully, my neighbors all know me and they all, you know, come over and talk to me about my racing. So I can load the car at like eight o'clock at night. Nobody says anything. I can unload Sunday morning and work on the car and do all that. So I basically do everything out of my garage okay. <laughs> from painting to doing my own tin to like all that. So you build, like, you're not building chassis, though, right? You So you no. buy a chassis. Yep. Yeah. And then like, do your uh, own tin work. Yeah. So in 2020, when I bought the car from Chad, I raced the end of the season. And then the next 2021, I raced. But I totaled my car out that next year at five races in. Oh. <laughs> so I was out that whole 2021 season. And then I got a chassis from a guy in Brainerd, had it sandblasted, painted it in my garage, put everything that from my old chassis onto that car, did all my tin myself and put the wrap on. And so that's, that. it's, it's truly your baby then. Like, yeah. Yeah. So are you, I don't know how to word this. Are you, are you more careful beings that every, every Every rivet, every bolt, every bearing, every everything on there is touched by your hands. Are you more careful with it, or are you a full send kind of a guy? I I mean I know when to be careful and I know when to push it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not scared to I'm not scared to get the wall a little bit or anything like that because it's going to happen. <laughs> this you know? is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely so, going to happen. No, I'm definitely you know the car last year look pretty rough a couple races in but i mean what do you do it's dirt track <laughs> right yeah it's it's the whole rubbins racing kind of thing is yeah. honestly it's my as a guy sitting in the seat it's my favorite part to a point like there's rubbin is is the best part yeah there's a real fine line between rubbing and slamming yeah and, and if you like i'm a ginger obviously and if you slam me i'm instant like <laughs> seeing red kind of a thing yeah. uh but but just you know two inches apart and a little kiss here and there kind of yep. thing uh, in a into a corner out of a corner whatever there's nothing better than that that's the best yeah. thing in the damn world yeah 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 i had a couple good races last year so just side by side just side great by game. side yeah. uh couple sliders i mean i almost won my first race last year but coming out of three and four, a guy got on. So, so you got second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it's you got to win a, or lose a couple to win to win one yeah. kind of thing, you know. And so is there the thing I find, though, is that 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 enjoyment, I mean, winning your first race, obviously, is pretty magical deal. But whether whether it's that super close race for first and second or whether yep. it's that super close race for seventh and eighth it's still the fun is still there either yep. way kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. And so um, if, if you're, 
if you're fun driven and not win driven kind of, I guess nope. there's, you know, some people would think, nah, the battle for seventh and eighth is a, that's crap because yeah. I want to win, <laughs> which obviously everyone does. But if you look at it from pure racing fun, yep. it doesn't matter where that battle is. So exactly. Um, So are you, so we're talking about, uh, you know, Rubbins racing kind of thing. Are you, do you consider yourself a clean racer? Are you, are you aggressive? Are you like throw it in eight tires better than four? I can be aggressive sometimes, but most of the time I'm running my line. Like I'll stay on my line. I won't move it. So if somebody wants to pass me, they either have to either go around me or bump me or Or move them. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I've had that happen. I had that happen last year where a guy, I was running the high side and the guy got into me like when he knew I was running there the whole time. Like got in the back of you or tried to slide job and just wasn't there. Yeah. He tried to get me coming out of the corner and he knew I was faster and he clipped my back end and I got Mm -hmm. into the wall and I mean, nothing happened to the car, but it lost me a position. Sure. Yeah, for sure. So, so is there, but, are are you, like, what, what will make, what will make Matt Everts see red a little bit? Like, what, what gets you going on the racetrack? Uh, basically, when, if, if you want to throw a slider, make sure you're clean, basically, yeah. is my pet peeve. Like, when I got to hit the brakes, because you're coming into my front end, that's going to make me mad. And then, right. I mean, obviously, I want to get them back, but. You know, yeah, try to pull so it back I, again on you, but by the time they they're ahead of you, you had to slow down enough. You can't even catch them back up. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's usually it's usually where the um, swing and a miss comes. So if 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 the if the dirty slider comes in one and two, usually yeah. there's a swing and a miss in a wall. Yeah. In turns three and four. <laughs> yeah. I I do pretty good at trying to get like I can kind of see out of my peripheral vision if somebody's coming and then I'll just cross them over. Right. Yeah. You try to, you know, not, not always you can do that. <laughs> no, for sure. Not. Yeah. If you don't see it coming, you're just a, yeah, just a sitting duck at that point. So, yeah. Well, very cool. Um, we do this thing on the show, Matt, that is called, uh, the track term. Like I'm sure you said that you watch the show pretty regular. Yeah. The track, if you, hopefully you've seen the track term part of it, um, for you, your track term is buffing tires so so what what is buffing tires uh i mean i suppose on the track you want to try to like if it's under yellow you're trying to buff the tires off you're trying to like get in the kind of in the rough stuff to get the glaze off your tires sure yep or you know some people there's been a long caution and they've they've cooled down i suppose yeah 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 so you're trying to get that glaze off the tire somehow, either going up high or going towards the infield a little bit. Yeah, I see a lot of times guys going to where the where there's no moisture at all, like where there's dust, and they'll yep. they'll go in and and spin the tires, kind of a thing, and and try to, you know, like you say, try to take that glaze or yeah. put, a, put a little heat back into the tire if it's if it's been a long caution or a red where they're just stopped, kind of a thing. So. Um, what about before the racetrack? What is, what is buffing the tires before you get on the racetrack? I would say grinding them. Yeah. Grinding. Yep. Yep. So what is the purpose for those, for those that are watching that are, that 
like have no idea what we're talking about. What is the purpose of grinding or buffing tires? Well, like you said, after after a race, it gets like this glaze on it, like a thin, smooth glaze. So you're using like a sanding disc, like I think I use like 36 grit on a eight inch grinder. And you just take that uh, glaze off the tire so you get more traction. Just take it off. Yeah. Yep. R- roughs it up a little bit. Yep. Yeah. It roughs yeah. it up and gives you traction and it, uh, it lets the the softness of the rubber and the like the oils and stuff come out of it again. Sure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and will you do you run a brand spanking new tire just right off or do you do you grind a brand new tire as well? Uh I grind a brand new tire right from the start from the factory. <laughs> Yeah, from factory because they got to be got... weird when people outside of our industry, outside of racing, think. So you're you're buying a brand new tire, <laughs> and you're 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 grinding it down yeah. to make it less rubber. Like it seems stupid, but yeah, it is, it is what it is. Yeah. So, um, I think it would be fun to have to have tire manufacturers make a tire that has a rough instead of instead of that smooth. You know, like they yep. come in there they feel a little bit oily all the time and that kind of like to have it be sort of jaggedy right from the factory kind of thing. It'd be right in the mold, just put little dots or something, but it'd be fun. But, uh, but yeah, I would agree with you that that's both of those are kind of buffing tires. You see the guys, you know, rocking the car back and forth, trying to keep some heat in the tires or, or keep that glaze from setting in. If they, the car is sat for a while on a red flag or yellow flag kind of a thing. So um okay so your mth rapid fire questions this is it's these new two next segments are <laughs> my favorite and so um your mth everybody knows mth is is uh mike jordette and his family and his team uh i think there are now five different locations um throughout minnesota here um your mth.com is their website if you're looking for a car absolutely uh, go to their website. All of their inventories categories very well. And there's it's trucks and cars and vans and, and performance cars and these big, you know, mountain trucks and uh, like just really, really cool stuff. And they are phenomenal to work with. And so give them a shot at earning your business, everybody. Um, so five questions, Matt. Some <laughs> of them have to do with racing. Some of them have absolutely nothing to do with racing whatsoever. So first question, random, we're mixing sports together, is how many strikes in bowling does it take to have a perfect 300 game in bowling? How many strikes is that? Isn't it 10? No. I'm asking <laughs> Matt Everts. No, no, I don't bowl, so. <laughs> the, the answer is obvious. I'm asking Matt Everts. I'm asking you how many strikes are there in a perfect bowling game? How many frames is there? Isn't there nine? Two, three? Nope. <laughs> 12? 12, exactly. I'm asking Matt Everts. The answer is 12. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's 12 because remember in the 10th frame, if you get a strike, then you get a free ball and another free oh. ball. Yeah, Yo. it's 12. Um, I I don't know crap about bowling. I had to <laughs> Google that to be honest with you. Um, so 
this is a this is a, a a dad joke riddle kind of a thing. Do you have kids? I have stepkids. Yes. Yeah. So so this that abs that's maybe even better <laughs> if you're a stepdad. Okay. So why would a person living in the United States? No, I, I'm saying it wrong already. Why would a person living in the United States never be buried in Canada? Because it's too cold. <laughs> nope. It's because they're still living. It's a person living in the United States. They wouldn't be buried in Canada because they are alive. Um, <laughs> question number three. And this one we can discuss a little bit. Is are you superstitious about anything in the race car? Or race day rituals? Got to put your helmet on before you put your, your suit on. Any kind of stuff that's that's right glove before the left glove. That kind of stuff. Nope, not really. I mean, I the only thing I really try to do is wash the car. <laughs> yeah, which that's it's there's a lot that can so, be absolutely superstitious. So yeah, that's what I've done always. I've just washed the car before racing. Do do you wash it? So if you race on a Saturday night, are you washing it Sunday morning? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. So you're not a race it before the races. You're a race. You're immediately or as soon as you can afterwards. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> definitely a hell of a lot easier to wash it right after. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff's not baked onto the car, but yeah. Um, and so what happens on the, on the occasions that you do race on a Sunday, what, what is that process like? Go, well, first of all, I get up and do my tires, grind my tires, make sure everything's good. After the tires are done, pull it out, wash it, load it. <laughs> put it right back in and head for the racetrack yep nice nice oh. um and so when when does it get raced get when does it get washed rather is it monday uh if i race on sunday it normally waits till friday till the yeah on, it stays in the trailer yeah it depends yeah. on how the work week goes you know because most yeah. of the time i have it uh because i have i don't have an enclosed trailer i just have an open one so which is the best kind of trailer as soon as uh you know, Monday rolls around. If I don't work or whatever, I unload it, put it in the garage and get to work. You know, come, you know, come yeah. Friday. Or if I get off early, I'll do work, you know, do the prep during the work week. And <laughs> and then you're ready to go for the weekend again. Yeah. Perfect. Makes okay. sense. I like to try to get it done. So I'm not so rushed on the weekend. Yeah. If, if, if stuff comes up in the, you know, you're going to leave at two o'clock for the racetrack and all of a sudden something comes up at two o'clock and you're like pressing for time. Yeah. If, if you got to get the car ready in advance, it always is interesting to me, people working on their car, you know, getting, getting to the track at four 30 and pulling the car out and starting to tear it apart. <laughs> like you're at the race. Like, I mean, you do what you got to do kind of thing, but yeah, it blows me away that people are, coming bringing their car unprepared to the racetrack kind of a thing yeah whatever you got to do what you got to do so yep. um okay so question number four this is a this is a personal question here is when is the last time that matt everts puked and why this is your opportunity for a really good story oh i don't even remember the last time i did long time yeah, long, so, long time. So there hasn't been any drunken benders on a Saturday night after Cedar Lake <laughs> where you woke up Sunday morning and just yacked. No, no, I don't drink that much, so I don't, I don't have that issue. But I think it's more reason I, to puke. I think 
when I was 22 was the last time I actually threw up. And I oh, wow. went out to the bar and drank and. <laughs> and it didn't agree with you. No, no. Nice. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> okay. So last question. And this one's always a little, a little more philosophical um, is what, what activity or thing or what what do you do where you can just kind of totally lose track of time where you you start the activity and then you look up and it's three hours later and it seems like five minutes? Uh, basically, if I go to like my buddy's house and we talk about race cars, <laughs> I always get yep. in trouble by the way. It's two hours later and she's like, I thought you were only going over there for a half hour. Well, <laughs> it's only been a half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> it's only been a half hour. Yeah. I think that's a lot of us, Matt. There's a lot, like I am the same. You get me on certain subjects. I'm like boop, boop, in and out. And then yeah. other subjects, man, I talk your ear off as, yeah. as everybody who knows me well, that's watching this will attest to. So yeah, yeah it's, that's awesome. It's, uh, you know, you get me talking with him because Chris West just lives like five minutes from me. He raced that seater. Okay. That's how I got a new car. Nice. Because he has a super stock. And I went with him and hit it a couple times before I got my car. And I was like, I'm going to get a car. <laughs> yeah. It, you, you can't be around it. It's like a recovering uh, drug addict or alcoholic yeah. or something like that. You can't go hang out at the bar and not decide that you want to be a part of it. You can't go yep. to, if you're a recovering race car driver, you can't go to the racetrack and hang out. Like you're <laughs> yeah. getting back in. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Well, that was question number five on the, your MTH rapid fire questions. Um, we thank those guys so much for being a, a sponsor, a longtime supporter of that segment um, and of the show itself. So thank you very much to yourmth.com. Last segment, and this is this seems to be my guests' favorite <laughs> part because they're interactive. They're 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 part of the next show now. Yeah, is the Rascal Aluminum Pay It Forward question. Uh, Rascal Aluminum, you're you're a body guy yourself. Um, and so I don't, I don't know where you get your aluminum, but go give rascal aluminum a shot at earning your business. Um, they are, they're racers themselves. Um, Adam and Abby and Rob, they've all raced and currently race and, and, um, we're in rebuild time right now. That's, this is the time that bodies are off and new bodies are going on. And, and, um, I, I love the creativity that people make with the, you know, different little bends here and there. It'll make the car look cool and different. Yep. And, um, uh, and I know like looking through your Facebook, your cars look unique. Like there's, yep. they're, they're not just off the shelf tin. And so like a guy like you would love them because the selection is huge. The colors are huge. Um, it's, it's, they're just really, really good to work with. So rascal aluminum, pay it forward question. My last guest gets to ask you, and then you are going to ask my next guest a question. So my last guest was a guy that you're certainly going to, whether you know him or not, you're going to know the name is Jesse Glenn's late. I believe. Late, yeah. I know the name. So. Yeah. Yep. Late model driver, number seven X late model guy um, from just over the border in, in Wisconsin. Um, his question was unlimited money, unlimited time. You don't, you don't have a job. You got all the time in the world and you've got more money than you can possibly spend. What is your dream scenario as far as what class would you be racing and what, what series would you be racing in? I would stick with the B mod, but really? obviously I'd have a brand new race car with a toter and I'd travel around to 
everywhere. Sure. Cause that's what I would like to do is, you know, eventually do something like that. Cause I don't travel that much, but if I had the limited amount of money, that's what I would do. <laughs> is travel in a B mod though. Like that is surprising. Yeah. I it- like the class. It's got a lot of guys that, you know, are competitive and it's not like some classes where you get, you know, little amount of shows. There's quite a bit of B-Mod yeah, drivers. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a ton of drivers, which means tracks absolutely want to have that class. Every track has B-Mods at it because there's yep. there's 25 or 30 of them that show up every single night. Um, uh, and it's, it's a extremely competitive class from, you know, just because of the drivers that are in yep. it, there's, there's people that are kind of B-Mods for life that are yeah. very, very good at it. But then there's entry level guys that this is the first time they've, you know, maybe the first time they've ever been in a race car at all, uh, yeah. or they've stepped up from a Hornet to a B mod or whatever kind of a thing. So um, that's interesting that you would stay in that class. Cause I would think people like with unlimited cash, you'd want to be not fixing your car as often as B mod drivers do because yeah. of the talent yeah. from top to bottom. There's a lot of fixing of of sheet metal that goes on in the B mod class. Yeah, but it's fun. And if, yeah, <laughs> if that's what you like, man. Tin is just tin, is the way I look at it. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I would look at it as like just out there on the driveway pounding it <laughs> flat again. The son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay, well that's awesome. So that's so uh, a basically a factory B mod driver is what you would be. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, um, okay. So your my your next question, like who are you gonna ask the question to? My next guest um is Cody Carlson. And I don't know if you know Cody or not, but he's he's number 32 B mod driver. Maybe you've raced against him. Uh up from Superior, Wisconsin, like the Gondic Law, I think nope. is his home. It has to be his home track. Um, it's in the same damn town as where he lives, so it's gotta be your hometown track, right? Um, and so, yeah, Cody Carlson, uh, number 32 B mod driver. So B mod to B mod, what, what would your question for him be? Oh, <laughs> this is the tough part. I always yeah. bring it on you. Yeah. I, I don't really don't know. Like, uh, maybe what, like. Does he do a lot of adjustments on his car for the race or does he just adapt himself to the car during the race? Perfect. So like in a, in a race night from heat race to feature race, yeah. are you adjusting on the car or do you just kind of leave the car the same and drive different and dive different? Yep. That's yeah. a great. Um, and then if you could just uh, give a, a step-by-step list of the things that you change on the car, just public. If you could put it out in, in to watch 5,000 people watch this video, that's what you're looking for is just spill all of his secrets out and, and let everyone know. Yeah. yeah no. Well, some guys, you know, that's they a do joke. a lot yeah. of changing, like from key race to feature. For sure. Um, I, I'm kind of a guy that just, I adapt myself to the car. Yes. <laughs> so I think most are to, uh, to be honest with you, Matt, like, in in interviewing people and then 
there's always a conversation after the camera's off, right? And, yeah. and more, it's basically the show continues after we turn the cameras <laughs> off, typically. Um, a lot of guys are, I think, that way. Like, they'll get the car to a good neutral spot and, yeah. then, and then adjust, you know, back the corner up so you're not coming in quite as hard or go in a little harder or, you know, a little throttle uh, finesse kind of a thing to, <laughs> to get the car to rotate better yeah. or whatever maybe adjust and break bias, but that's about yeah. it kind of thing in race. And so um, I, I think that's how most drivers are, but that's, that's why I'm the announcer and not a, <laughs> not a pit crew guy. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great question for Cody. So uh, I, I think that's a good spot to, to, to cut it off right there or, or pull into the pits and, I, I always watch, there's a, a Mike Rowe does a, a podcast called um, That's the Way I Heard It. And he always, he always says, this is a good spot to land the plane. So oh. <laughs> I got to come up with a cool catchphrase like that, I guess, to, to finish the show. But um, I appreciate you a ton, Matt, reaching out to me. And um, to answer your question in in the, when you reached out to me, I'm not sure if you're the, the right kind of guy for the show. <laughs> you absolutely are. Um Everybody is. If you're involved in this sport, man, I I want you on the show um, because it it really is. We talk about the racing family all the time, yeah, and and it really is. And it's from the point that everybody's got common interests, and and so like whether you're whether you're the the best of the best or you're a brand new showing up with an open trailer in my first race car ever like there's, there's commonality between those two guys that they can go have yeah. a conversation. Um, and the, the women that are now, it seems like every year there's more and more women in our sport, yep. which is freaking awesome. Um, and somebody pointed this out to me the other day, this is maybe one of the only sports where you can have a 12 year old and a 75 year old yeah. <laughs> on the same competition field, if you will, um, yeah, and both doing it at a high level, kind of a thing. Yep, and so, exactly. I love it. I love everything about our sport. Even the the, you know, we're a family, and so every now and then there's a little conflict with your brother <laughs> or your sister, right? And and you got to go over into someone's pit and and have a conversation about <laughs> about having oh, yeah. that you might have. And so, yep. um, as as my really good friend Brian Reedman says, you're gonna have to walk over there and discuss who's whose grandma has the best apple pie recipe kind of thing. <laughs> and so um man i i appreciate it thanks for being on the show thanks for reaching out and uh yep. i look forward to seeing you next summer man yeah i plan on hitting uh you know up that way a couple times probably but... and 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 to be honest with you i plan on being down there it's cedar lake is just far enough away where it's inconvenient to for me to yeah. get to on a saturday but yep. it, Cedar Lake is one of those places where you, you got to go hit it a couple times a year kind of thing, because it is, yeah. it is one of the best in the area <laughs> for sure. So, yeah. yeah, it's a fun track. Like I said, I would go other places, but I mean, a lot of tracks are, you know, hour and a half for me and right. Long drive and then drive back. And <laughs> yeah. And that's, so how far is it to Cedar Lake? It's only an hour. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's not so bad other than yeah. your, you're going through the city. So that's, but that's your fault for living there in that <laughs> godforsaken place. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> awesome. 
Well, I thank you very much. And uh, like I said, yep. we'll see you next summer, man. Sounds good. You bet. Everyone, that is uh, Matt Everts on After the Checkers.